Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire to Lead, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. All right, Aspire leaders, I am so excited about my conversation today. She is in all blue. I hope that you are joining us both, not only on podcast players, but on the new YouTube channels, both Joshua Stamper and the Teach Better team. So you can see my wonderful guest, Katie Kinder, as she is representing today. She's got Halloween decorations in the background. We are seasonal and ready for the sugar highs that are about to come in both of our households. So I cannot wait to learn (laughs) more about Katie and all the wonderful things, but just a little bit about her. She's been a teacher of the year. She's an author and professional development specialist. And I can't wait to hear about all the amazing things that she's doing around this country. Katie, thank you so much for joining me on Aspire to Lead. Hi, Joshua Stamper. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. Listen, I was just on your website and I saw some Aspire to Lead merch and like, I think I need some. So I wow. might be getting me one of those sweatshirts because it's going to get cold here and I will be repping your brands. I love it. Katie, <laughs> you are amazing. And <laughs> Like I said, you're doing so much. But yes, for folks, if you want to jump on joshtamber.com, there's a bunch of swag that's in the Teach Better Merch. swag store. There's so much swag on there. It's it's unbelievable. I, I get the pleasure of not only designing stuff for my own brand, but then also with the Teach Better team. So uh, I want to shout them out. And Katie, before we get into some really hard-hitting topics here, which I know you kind of have this underlining of fun which I'm so appreciative of. Uh, We'll talk about that more, but will you just share about your educational leadership journey? Sure. Well, I, my mom is an education rock star in the Tulsa area. So principal, superintendent, she won like the president's award. Like she just is the epitome of a transformational leader. So I grew up in her light and in her shadow and as a teenager, she's like, I think you're a teacher. And I'm like, well, you don't know me. I'm petulant. Like, oh, I'm gonna do what I want. And so I went to OU and I got my degree in public relations. And I started that journey and I just didn't love it. I didn't hate it, uh, but I didn't love it. And so I was working for MDA, Muscular Dystrophy Association, and I credit them for finding my calling because once a month I got to work with the DECA kids and I would pull up to a school and my heart would just pitter pat. And it took me two full years to call my mom. She grounded me. I was 24. (laughs) And so I stepped into a classroom without any training, none. Like I went alternative route, walked into a ninth grade classroom with zero idea about what I was doing, none. And wondered why I was having classroom management issues. Because I was teaching the way that I had been taught, which was straight rows, read out of the book. It was boring. You know, and so then I start getting a hold of like Dave Burgess, Teach Like a Pirate. And, you know, Ron Clark and how he teaches. And I just started learning, becoming a sponge. I was just going into anybody's class I could, teacher of the year, anybody that I could, that would let me. And so I just started to learn and grow and change And I really found my place in middle school. I'm a middle school person. Eighth grade. I know most people are like, what? No. (laughs) I love middle school. And 
so I loved it. I love teaching and creating experiences for my kids that'll just last a lifetime. I also became an instructional coach and I asked for model classrooms because they moved me from one building to another where I didn't know the teachers. And I said, I can't possibly tell the teachers how to teach unless they know I can too. So I'm like, send me your toughest kids. And they took me really seriously. They did. <laughs> you got in a fight in gym, you were in Miss Kinder's class. But it was really cool because my baby teachers, that's what I call my new teachers. I love them. My baby teachers could spend the day with me. They could watch me teach and then I could teach their classes. And it just became a really cool model. And then I released a couple books. It led to some other things. And I started speaking and professional development and going all over. And it is so fun to love on the teachers all over the nation. And I'm literally connected with so many teachers who will just like slide into my DMs like, boo, what would you do? This happened to me today. And I'm like, this is what I would do, you know? And so it's really, really cool. And I'm starting, I'm just starting the journey. So I plan to be doing it for a long time. That's awesome. And I want to touch on that. You, you talked about being the instructional coach on the campus and working with your new teachers. I think you uh, called them baby well, baby teachers and yeah, your baby teachers. Right. So I think we have all experienced that where you feel like you're drowning constantly and trying to learn not only how to become a teacher, but then also just like the rules and regulations and the procedures of a school and a district. And it's so overwhelming. So, you know, for those who are listening, it's still at the beginning of the year and we, there was so much hiring going on with brand new teachers this summer, you know, for our leaders, for our instructional coaches, what are some things that they really need to hone in on. I know you touched on one strategy, which was modeling and doing that teaching in mm -hmm. front of them so they can kind of be a sponge for that. But were there other things that you found that were really helpful as an instructional coach to, to work with those new and baby sure. teachers? Yeah. You know what I did? Uh, so I feel like as baby teachers, and sometimes that could be a 55 year old, that could be somebody is, is their brand, this their second career. They've already retired from something. And so I, uh, you know, here's this guy that I was coaching and he's 60 and he's, you know, coming in my room for our weekly meetings. And I'm like, baby teachers. He's like, will you not call me that? <laughs> and he's like six, four. I'm like, Hey, and I'm fat, but nothing. Uh, but I mean, I just think that they feel really lonely and they think, and they're scared sometimes to ask for help because they walk in and as an emergency certified, that's happening a lot in Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas, and in our region. And you don't really know the acronyms. So if somebody's like, I'm leaving PLC and I'm going to IEP and I'm going like, and then people are, they don't know what that means and they're embarrassed. And so as an instructional coach, what I love to do was make a list of every single teacher in the building. And I would ask them like, what is your strength? What do you feel like you bring to our school? Because I am under the mindset that we need every last one of us. We need you and me and we need the teacher down the hall and the next door neighbor. And if I'm not connecting with a kid, I need Mr. Stamper to be connecting with the kid. And so then all of the teachers have emails, cell phones, and what they think that strength is. And they can be like, hey, little Johnny 
It's going to bring you a note or whatever it may be. Uh, you know, I had the mamas on the staff who would just like love them. That's, that was me. Like, I will love you into submission. Do you understand? That, that's not everybody, right? And so I need the coach. I need, I need everyone. And so that's what I did for my teachers. And I think it was really helpful in pro- providing them resources. But two, it also helped us like together as a school, like, okay, we're in this together and we need all of us. Well, and Katie, I'm thinking on the the other end of it too. Like we've had a couple really difficult years in the classroom, mostly due to the pandemic. You know, I I know Oklahoma is very close to where I was working as administrator in Texas, and you know it was kind of turned upside down, and all these rules and regulations of things that we had to put in procedures, and it was a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress on our teachers as we were just trying to navigate that new environment online. And as you know, it was. It was just a difficult time. And so I want to know about post-pandemic teaching and what you're doing oh. to kind of support those folks that have gone through a really difficult couple of years. Sure. Well, see, I am not the PD instructor that hasn't been in the classroom in 20 years. Like I was just in the classroom post-pandemic and we're seeing some trauma still. And I think we will for some years to come. For the first time ever at one of my classroom management workshops, I had an instructional coach say, I really feel like this year it's going to be, it feels normal-esque, you know, and I, that was the first time I heard that. I just think some of our kids in those, those prefrontal cortex, they're not, they're not developed. And so in these times, I think that there was trauma. So there's trauma with kids who come from two parent homes and educated and everybody was home and there was food and there was, and then times that by a hundred, a thousand kids who had one parent who was working three jobs, trying to make ends meet. There's not a car. There's like, and those, and those families and those kids are sitting in the same classroom. And I think that we saw things post pandemic that we had never seen before. And our tech addiction is out of control. I think our kids and our teachers and our admin, like they are craving connection because we felt so disconnected. I've got kids coming to me that they don't know how to talk to each other. They don't know how to shake hands and look somebody in the eye. Like doing what we're doing right now would like they're going to vomit. So I think that's like part of our job too, is that we have to like reintegrate them into this society. Yes, use the tech. Yes, use the AI. Do the things and then put it up and have like human connection because that is what we're built for. Yeah, so true. The soft skills, essential skills, whatever you want to call it, future ready skills. Mm -hmm. I mean, all those things are so important and it's easy to slide into those routines that we had with technology prior to in the pandemic. But that, like you said, that connection, that interaction, it's so important for our students to be successful in life. I want to talk a little bit about what you touched on with engaging lessons and kind of mm. your transformation as a teacher, because you had referenced some some pillars, right? With uh, Ron Clark and Dave Burgess. And uh, I think we all know kind of what they're all about, what they've preached, what they actually have done in the classroom. So what did that look like for you, Katie? I know you were teacher of the year, so I'm assuming that had something to do with that. And what is it that you're helping with teachers now to transform the classroom and make it a little bit more engaging? Sure. Like, I just think our kids are going to engage if it means something to their life. 
So what are the real world applications that you can bring in project-based learning? You know, I gamified my room anytime I could. And so we're going to level up, you know, we, I would do missions, mission possible theme song. People would be, you know, finding their group and then there's points and there's the whole thing and there's buy-in and it also creates kind of a family culture. And I'm also about like changing my room up. Like how can I hook them in? Like, October 1, it's going to be Halloween in my room. And every, and I call it like Miss Kinder's Tower of Terror. And every day they're going to have to try to find something new that's in the graveyard. And they're like, and these are 14-year-old kids and they want to play. I mean, if you think about us as adults, like we, there is a game on our phone that we are addicted to. And yours might be Candy Crush. Mine's solitaire for money. What? <laughs> and so you think about like, I adore my husband. We've been married for almost 21 years. I never think about leaving him unless it's fantasy football season. And he, <laughs> and he's like, babe, I think I'm uh, going to play this quarterback. I'm going to do that. I'm like, I don't care. And if he's, if the quarterback isn't dating Taylor Swift, I don't care. <laughs> no, I feel, I feel personally attacked right now, Katie. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if it's Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, I'm in. But other than that, <laughs> so we, as adults, we want to play. I just really believe in creating experiences that will last my students a lifetime. And they come back years later, like, remember Halloween in your room, Edgar Allan Poe? Or, you know, come April, we put all that stuff up and come April, we do different things, Socratic seminars, cool discussions and debates. And and then April, we start our journey through the Holocaust and learn about Anne Frank and she becomes, I mean, they don't know that she dies. She becomes our friend in the three weeks we learn about her. And on the day she dies, we're ready. She's 14, just like them. And on the day she dies, I'm ready. I've got handles, fake ones, and we switch off the lives of the people in the annex. And we write her a letter and there's instrumental music playing. And my kids sob. They sob. And I will have kids come years later and be like, Miss Kinder, are you still making people cry with that Anne Frank? I'm like, yes, because they don't remember anything, any one line in the story, but they remember how they felt the day that their friend Anne died. So I just think those kinds of lessons are very powerful. And our kids are in such desperation for connection that we need to provide that for them. Yeah, that. That emotional piece is what we remember and those experiences versus just facts. Sometimes, you know, those go to the wayside as we get older, but you know, how, how it made you feel that mm. sticks with you for, for a lifetime. Yeah. And I mean, if you, if you're not engaging in a lesson, you're not going to learn it anyway. Mm-hmm. And that makes for a hard, long year with your kids. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcasts. Now let's get back to the episode. Well, we had talked a little bit about those brand new teachers and how there was so much hiring going on over the Mm -hmm. summer. And I think, you know, the the next conversation, I think, is retaining those teachers that we have, Those, those wonderful, amazing folks that you know, are pouring their hearts out and serving our kids every single day. What can we do as leaders to make sure that we're keeping our wonderful folks at our campus and in the profession? Goodness. I think it starts with training. Like, I don't think a lot of our new teachers know what they're about to step into 
or our vet teachers who have kind of gotten burned out, like they didn't start that way. So I think finding the right professional development, finding the right trainings, being able to have a building that's open, you have an administrator who is a servant leader. And so you feel like you're part of his or her family and that you can say, hey, I'm having an issue with this kid. And the administrator's like, oh, well, let's send him down to Coach Stamper because Coach Stamper has this amazing relationship with him. And I, we know that from sixth grade or whatever. And so I think that's really what it takes. It takes proper training. It takes proper support. And, and in that way, we can retain our teachers because they are leaving at a rapid rate. And it's heartbreaking to me. They just need to bring a Katie Kinder in. Or a Joshua Stamper, or a Teach Better, or right? a Road to Awesome, Darren Peppard. We see you. Oh, I love Darren. I love yeah. Darren. Just record with him. And in fact, if you're on YouTube right now, you probably see that me and Darren did a little uh, Q&A and took some, some teacher questions. So love that guy. All right. So we're talking about resources that you have created. you got two books. I want to mm -hmm. know what are they and how can they help support our listeners? Sure. So I released uh, Untold Teaching Truths in 2021, and it's really the guide that I want every new teacher, any burned out teacher just to have. It's part memoir, part strategy, part how do we do this? And I failed so they wouldn't have to. Like these are, I'm vulnerable in it. Like this happened to me. And, you know, if it's happened to you, it's probably happened to me. And let's talk about it. And so that's really what Untold Teaching Truths is. And it's the book I would get in the hands of every single teacher if I could. And then we just released Hallway Leadership. And it is a collaboration book about leadership in a school. And it was coined, the phrase Hallway Leadership was coined by one of my co-authors, Taylor Upchurch, who's a principal. And it's, it's great. It's got anecdotes. It's got advice for new principals. It has like, how do we lead and serve the people entrusted to us? And I believe, and everybody on the book believes that it is serving the people, loving the people and being visible. You can't, you no longer can you hide in your office. You can't, we need to see you and our teachers need to see you. And that's for everyone superintendents, I don't care how big your district is, we should be seeing you in buildings and classrooms. And I, that's how I think that our leadership and our school can just be leveled up. I think that is such a, an important piece there because it's so easy <laughs> as an administrator, even just to be stuck on email, you could spend your entire day <laughs> just on email alone. And so, yeah. you know, just being intentional of, of getting in that hallway. I love the title of hallway leadership. And you're right. When the superintendent would come into our building, it changed the culture. It changed yeah. the vibe. It changed everything because especially our educators, our teachers felt so important. Like, who am I for my superintendent to come visit my classroom and check out all the amazing things I am? And it, it always yeah. was kind of a boost to, of, of morale. So yeah. absolutely and we should love that. Be, I mean, we should be relentlessly promoting the positive on our campuses, right? Like yep. we see all of these things that are rough and hard and like let's show them what our kids can do and that's really cool all right katie i'm, I'm gonna ask you a, a difficult question here because it's yeah. one thing <laughs> you're ready all right so <laughs> it's one thing to you know consume right we consume books all the time we consume podcasts 
but I want to hear about an actual item, something that our leaders can do tomorrow or next week to enhance your leadership journey. So just with your vast experience, what would you advise them to do? I would say to get into every classroom you can. I would be walking the halls, giving high fives to kids. I would be writing notes to your teachers. You know, you can't have an open door policy if you're not in there. <laughs> so have that open hallway policy where everybody feels like a family and they feel like they think they can come to you. And that is overwhelming. And I understand that. But I think that that is how you have a family, but just for kids. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And that kind of coincides with uh, what you're talking about with uh, hallway leadership. I mean, yeah. just being present and it doesn't have to be an open door to an office. You can just be open. <laughs> yeah. Open at all times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So Katie, I want my audience as soon as possible to connect with you. I think you have just a ton of wisdom to provide. So how can they do that? How can they connect with either on your website or on social media? Yeah. So you can follow me on Twitter now known as X at Katie Kinder one and then Instagram at untold teaching truths. And then you can Googleable just like Joshua Stamper is Googleable. Uh, you can find his website with his merch. Uh, mine is katiekinder.com. And I would love to come and love on your baby teachers and do training for your, for your staff. We'll uplift them. We'll laugh. We'll cry a little bit. It'll be, it'll be fun. Well, it's always fun with you. And if they don't think that's true, just like I said, jump on the video and see just Katie and all of her blue. She's just representing. (laughs) They have started these. these, I'm going to send you some Joshua Samper and you're going to take a picture. Oh my goodness. These these glasses have started to brand me, these teal glasses. So about a year ago, like I'd be like hanging out at a conference about to go on for my breakout and somebody would come up and be like, you're the speaker. And I'm like, I am. And <laughs> like, I recognize you from your glasses. And I was like, oh, and now like my husband loves the gimmick of the glasses. We got fake glasses that say Katie Kinder on them. Oh, and if you awesome. take a selfie, you can get a free PD or a free book and put it on social media. It's super fun. So I have people like messaging me, like, here's my address. Send me some glasses. <laughs> Well, I saw just even on Twitter, uh, people were having that conversation. So, and I mean, you're gonna have to get yourself some glasses. I'm gonna send them to you. I do have glasses. I just don't like wearing them because they're actually a prescription. Well, yeah, but I mean, the teal. Just I, I need like, fun. I need fun yeah, glasses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll send you some fake ones. You can wear over your real ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna brag right now. I, I had because we just moved to Colorado, so I had to go to the DMV, and I actually passed the vision test. Yeah, without my glasses. Okay. Yeah. Are right. The, the so. Standards just lower in Colorado, or did you get lazy? <laughs> like, what happened? That's that's just how good my eyes are. I, this yeah. is how you've just like healed your eyes in Colorado. I guess so. I just need this is just a magical place. It's beautiful. Magical. So are you <laughs> we are very happy. Are you in Colorado? Are you in Colorado <sighs> Springs? Yeah, I'm in Colorado Springs. Have you been to Wild Heart Teacher? I have not. Okay. You have to look up Wild Heart Teacher. It's Steve okay. Wolf's like retreat he puts on for teachers. And wow. it's amazing. I'm interested. And uh, so he he houses you, he feeds you, he takes you on hikes, he takes, I mean, and it's just for like to love teachers and, and get them back in. So I, I went to Colorado Springs in July and I drove nine hours, got lost in oh Texas goodness. a little bit. <laughs> listen and but Texas then it was a hot a, mess but that's another story <laughs> it was a magical three days and it's in colorado springs 
Wonderful. Well, a little shout out. What was it called again? Kinder? Uh, no, it's a uh, wild no. heart teacher. Wild Steve heart. Wolf. Yeah. I had Kinder on my mind because of you. <laughs> Miss Kinder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Definitely go over joshdamper.com. You got to check out everything that we have there for educators for leaders. And of course, all the information today for Katie Kinder will be on their social media links, links to her books, links to her website, everything you you need to find for Katie, make sure that you're bringing her in. Because like I said, she is fantastic. She's a lot of fun. And I promise you, your teachers are going to benefit from all of her PD. Katie, with that, I just want to thank you so much for joining me today. It has been a blast and I am so excited to be connected with you and cannot wait to see all the wonderful things that you're doing all over this country. Thank you, Joshua Stamper. I'm going to go get a sweatshirt that says aspire to lead right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Y'all have a wonderful day. Looking forward to seeing everyone again here on YouTube and on your podcast platforms. 